My name is Michael Markarian and my family business is a packaging company that serves top brands all over the world. There's no debate that some packaging is harming nature and polluting our cities and something needs to change. My goal is to show you that sustainable options exist and how you can implement them right now. This is the Sustainable Packaging Show. You are listening to the Sustainable Packaging Show Season 1. Keep an eye out for Season 2 coming soon. Now with today's show. Well, hello and welcome back to the Sustainable Packaging Show. I'm your host, Mike Markarian. And hope everyone's doing well out there today. I want to talk to you today about uh, FSC certification. You'll see these uh, letters commonly turked talked about in the world of sustainability so let's talk about this then we'll see where this leads us because as you guys know from listening to the show I want to bring you thoughts bring you ideas bring you concepts on sustainable packaging and how you can become more sustainable and you know how to stop greenwashing in your packaging and you know what you don't know where this is going to lead us so FSC FSC certification so uh, FSC certification ensures that products come from responsibly managed forests that provide environmental social and economic benefits this is from FSC.org the FSC principles and criteria provide a foundation for all forest management standards globally including FSC US national standards version 1.0 that guides forest management certification in the US if you're looking for information about using the FSC logo, visit this page. So when you see FSC on, it's become fairly popular. When you see FSC, it's one of those things that you can put on your packaging, kind of like, you know, non-GMO verified or um, certified organic. It's just an icon that you can put on your packaging to basically message to consumers that you have uh, been responsible in your packaging. And I think there's a lot of validity. I want to let's dive into this more together, what this actually means and investigate it, because, you know, personally, I've uh, in transparency just sort of been like, oh, it's FSC. That means the forests are um, uh, responsibly managed and harvested. And that's about it. So I want to get into more of what this actually means. But this is sort of, you know, sort of low hanging fruit. It's something if you use FSC certified materials, that's going to apply to board. I think only board, uh, board because it's a wood product, wood paper, forests. Um, it's just low-hanging fruit you can throw in there to say I'm doing something sustainable, and I and I believe there's a lot of validity here. So let's want to click in becoming certified. So let's look a little bit more. There's two types of FSC certification: forest management and chain of custody. In both types of certification independent FSC accredited certification bodies, certifiers, verify that all FSC certified force conform to the requirements contained within the FSC standards. So they have their own body of people that certifies whether or not something is uh, meets their standards. Certifiers assess force management and chain of custody operations using FSC standards. Certifiers are independent FSC and the companies they are auditing are independent of FSC. Okay, so these are not uh, people that work for FSC. So they're independent and independent of the companies they're auditing. Third-party certification is crucial to the integrity of the system. 
Okay, so forest management certification is one and chain of custody certification is another. So forest management certification. If you are a forest manager, there are two options to be certified to FSC forest, man forest management standards. Uh, the first option is to contact an FSC accredited certification body. If you're eligible, contact a group manager. So if you're looking for a forest management certification, you'd contact an FSC accredited certification body. There's a lot to this, guys. I don't want to make this uh, too heavy, but just know that is um, when you, when it's usually for us, um, one of our paper suppliers, we're going to use a uh, board that is FSC certified. Um, so, so that is that. Okay. Um, chain of custody certification. Any company that's taking ownership of a product all the way up to the end user will need to be FSC certified to be able to pass along the FSC claim to the next company. If you're a company that manufactures or trades FSC certified products, there's two options to become FSC chain of custody certified. Um, okay, so guys, I, I don't know if we should go too deeply in here you can do your own research on this but that's basically what FSC means FSC stands for Forest Stewardship Council as well I should mention that um, becoming FSC certified shows you comply with the highest social and environmental standards on the market public concern for the state of the world's forests and timber resources increasing and FSC provides a credible solution to environmental and social issues um, a lot of big suppliers, a lot of big uh, brands will actually require FSC certification. I know we've gone through that process. Um, and if you're interested in becoming FSC certified, there's five steps. So here's the process. Contact an accredited certification body. Submit certification application. Ensure appropriate FM slash COC, which we just talked about, is in place undergo on-site audit, and gain certification. So that's the deal. I think there's value both from the perspective. I mean, this brings up sort of an interesting question. Why why become FSC certified? Well, part of it is you want to genuinely um, only use paper from uh, force that are managed in a responsible manner. That's one, the ethical reason. And the other is the the business reason that you can use that icon, you can use that as a branding um, as a branding component. So this sort of honestly, I feel like in sustainability, there's often those two sides of it. There's there's doing what is right because it's right, and there's the business side of it. And I think those two things historically were sort of not in line. I think people were. They cared, but they really were doing it because they thought it was good for business. And now it's interesting. I still think it's good for business, but I just feel the attempts at sustainability are more genuine. That is my personal opinion from the people that I'm working with. And, you know, when we come out as Contempo and say we're all about not greenwashing, we're about what is actually good for the planet, that is met with such a positive reception today. Whereas before it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm really doing this because I think it'll help me sell product. So that's encouraging. Um, 
So that's FSC. When you hear FSC, you'll see FSC certified. You'll know basically what that means. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, okay, news. Let's talk about uh, sustainable packaging news. Is there anything in the area, in the world of sustainable packaging that's going on? And I really like the idea of uh, make it sustainable. I think I might really do a lot of those on the show um, because that even for me is like, you know, it's it's kind of a new challenge. I think about how would I make a new package sustainable? If someone said, oh, here's a, I have a beard oil. How do I make this more sustainable? I have a beard oil and I'm using such and such a package. How do I make it more sustainable? So if you have that question, email me, MikeM at ContempoPackaging.com if you have a product you want advice on how to make it more sustainable and we could also talk about it one-on-one -on -one, of course for the sake of doing business with contempo to make your packaging more sustainable but i'm also happy to and i think there's i can have a greater impact if through this show we could have a conversation offline and you can also say what would you do and i'll share it openly with everyone so that other companies can also learn from what we've learned and the last thing i'll say is like i am one member of a large team here at Contempo. So there's people that know other things about sustainability that I don't know on our team. I think I'm very well versed, but frankly, there's there's a lot of other things in the world of sustainability that um, that members of the team know that I don't because we just see so many projects here, and I don't I don't know every project. Okay, so. Okay, here's some news. Let me just skim. So a lot of people want to, they're looking at the end-of-life value of packaging, which I think is so key. What is the end-of-life value of packaging? And end-of-life, let me look for a definition of end-of-life because I think that's another key one. I think of end-of-life just basically as what happens to the package when it... Um, at the end of life. So what is the, where does that package ultimately end up and what's going to happen to it? Is it something that's going to decompose into the earth health in a healthy manner and um, and become, you know, plant rich soil? Or is this thing going to be poisonous and be littered in the middle of nowhere? I get a little confused though sometimes with end of life because I'm saying isn't the end of life largely dictated on uh, what the consumer does, right? So end of life for a plastic bottle could be a recycling plant that turns into more plastic bottles and new products, great. Or it could be in the ocean, which is a disaster. So let's type of end of life sustainability and let's get a good definition together. Okay, end of life infinitive, infinity recycling, okay. Uh, the final stage is in an eco-design wheel. Here we need to think of things like optimization of end-of-life systems, take-back programs, recovery, and recycling. So it's sort of, again, what happens at the end of life of the package. Um, other factors are waste management, design for dis and reassembly, dematerialization, upcycling, and reverse logistics. So this company, this uh, site, sustainabilityguide.eu, is sort of thinking about it as a mindset just to be mindful of what happens at the end of life, at the end 
of the life of the package. Okay? I think we're getting somewhere. Use as a waste use use waste as a resource. Recyclable materials designed for re or disassembly, designed for end of life collection and take back programs, including eco labeling and guidance on how to recycle and dispose. Use of prepaid return and shipping. This is actually a great site. Um, sustainabilityguide.eu um, so so the key word here in the design design I'm hearing that word design so that's us as a packaging company you as a brand or you whoever you are thinking through not just I want a package and I want it to hold and preserve my product and merchandise well great that's the first half of it but th and then what happens in the end of life uh, I'm not really sure well, are you not really sure? Um, well, I think I might be able to recycle it. Well, if you're not really sure, what's your consumer going to do when they get the package? They're really not going to be sure, most likely. So I think this is a mindset shift where us as the packaging company, Contempo, or any other packaging company who's serious about this, you as the brand, and uh, Jane Doe, consumer, need to all be aligned on the end of life. I think that's really important. And that is a very material shift from the way that we have done things historically as a society. It's sort of been, you know, packaging company and brand create a package. There may be thinking of end of life. Hopefully they are, maybe they're not. Maybe they think it's worth the investment. Maybe they think it's not worth the investment. I think that's changing and brands and packaging companies are becoming more conscious. But what is not happening fast enough, in my humble opinion, is a conscious and clear end of life. If you don't get the end of life right, I'm a big believer on this and I have some big ideas for this. If you don't get the end of life right and you don't make clear what the end of life is, you're going to have a lot of packaging companies and brands doing fantastic things that ultimately will be misunderstood by consumers and consumers will do the wrong thing with the package and therefore the whole thing falls apart. I mean, as a very simple example, it may not be the best example, but easy for you to understand what I'm saying or what I'm trying to communicate is the example of, you know, end of life. Okay, recyclable materials. That's the end of life. Okay, but what if the consumer doesn't recycle it? So ultimately, you're going to come back to this, and some people don't like this answer, but I think the consumer has a big part to do with our success in sustainable packaging endeavors. It's not, you know, some people say, make it so easy that the consumer can be sloppy and uh, and we'll still get great results. Maybe, maybe not. You know, I want to shoot for those ideas. If people have those ideas, obviously those are the best ideas that we can eliminate the factor of needing the consumer to be responsible, and we can still get the results. And the few who care can, you know, help the many who don't. I, I don't even like the way that that sounded as I said it because that sounded a little... I never want to be... Sometimes sustainability endeavors can seem like, you know, you're in an ivory white tower and it's, oh, we are so great and we are so informed and the rest of people are not. I think that's a terrible mindset. So I heard a little bit of that in that last statement that I said. What I really mean to say with that is more just to say... You know, it's easier to get a thousand people on board with something than seven billion or however many people there are on the earth on the earth. Six billion, seven billion. So 
that's what I mean by that. But I don't think that's frankly, I think that, that these solutions will happen and we will figure out these options with consumer support. If I were to guess, it's going to be with consumer involvement, consumer support. Um, if you guys can create materials that don't need consumer support and they are, you know, they have a great end of life, no matter what the consumer does with them. You hit a grand slam, not a home run, a grand slam. And I want to talk to you and I want to work with you. But until those solutions come out in a mass scale, um, I'm not banking on that. You can't bank on that to get results. You know what I mean? If that happens, great. That'll accelerate things. That would be a dream. A dream that could come true, frankly, but that would be a dream. But I don't want to not make progress and see our planet deteriorate because we don't have that. I think we have to deal with where we are now. Where are we now? We're in a world with solutions where we need the consumer's cooperation. So let's optimize around that as opposed to living in this world where, oh, wouldn't it be great if consumers didn't have to be conscious and our packaging was, you know, didn't have consequence. I don't know that world and I know this pretty well. Okay. So design for disassembly, reassembly. So that's like you're designing, you're thinking about this in the packaging process. What's the end of life going to be? Um, end of life collection and take back programs, full circle supply chain. Think through the whole process as well. Closed loop industry with industry symbiosis, full circle supply chain. I mean, one of the great examples of sustainability that I was first exposed to was the manufacturing plan at Contempo. Um, we would take plastics and scrap plastics from manufacturing and regrind it and put it back into the product. And that's a great example of sustainability because it's environmentally friendly and it's economical. You're not sending stuff to landfills that you can put back into your products. So as you know, there's post-consumer and there's post-industrial with sustainability. Upcycling, transforming products into new materials. So you could say, what's the end of life of this package? We're going to uh, we're going to collect it and then we're going to upcycle it into park benches. We're going to upcycle it into I think the greatest idea in sustainability right now that I want someone to pursue. Email me Mike M at contemplapackaging.com. Let's do it together. Turning recycling bins making recycling bins out of recycled content. I mean that to me out of probably lower grade recycled content, I'd imagine that could be used to make recycling bins. Is that not like the biggest home run like why are recycle bins maybe i should check our recycle bins um we're gonna end it here okay this is the last thing our recycle bins sometimes i feel embarrassed that i haven't looked at these um answers but as you guys know i'm like just like you i have a job the job is called making sustainable packaging and manufacturing sustainable packaging that's beautiful for people that's my job just like your job might be whatever you do so i'm not like i'm just starting to research this and this is why i'm loving the podcast because it's getting me to research things that i want to know and that you might want to know too so are recycled bins made from recycled content and this is one of the things where like it's an idea that i want to pursue but i'm not going to so maybe someone else will Eco-friendly recycle bins made from recycled content. Maybe I'll manufacture. I kind of want to manufacture these, but. Oh, gosh. Only so much time in the day, right? So many things we want to do and so little time. But there's enough time. 
there's enough time. There is enough time to do what's important if you prioritize properly. At RecycleBin.com, good domain, my friend. We provide customers with environmental, low-impact, high-quality, long-lasting products that that promote sustainable recycling practices. Okay, not just another bucket. Let's look here. Shop by category, indoor, outdoor, corporate, temporary, universities, donation bins, multi-sort, customize. Who would have known there's a business about just for recycling bins? There's a business for just about everything. Custom bins, Coca-Cola, custom bins. Wow, that was probably a good contract if they got that one. Made in America, we direct manufacturers. All right, I'm going to shoot them, shoot these guys a line. Maybe we'll launch our uh, product together. All right, so that's my idea of the day. Somebody, or I will if no one does, make a recycled, make a recycle bin out of recycled content. And I think it could probably be low-grade recycled content. And I don't know. There's something there. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So think about the end of life. We sort of jumped around from FSC to end of life. But those are two key terms that you should know the definition of. I hope you understand it a little bit better than you did before you signed on to this episode. All right. Thanks and God bless. Keep up the good work, everyone. Have a great day. If you're looking for sustainable packaging that's actually good for the planet, we have sustainable options for just about every packaging product. Email Mike M at ContempoPackaging.com. Let's talk. Have a phenomenal day.